What's good? Um, is this on? I hope it's on. It is. Um, what's up? It's the Shy Pie Podcast episode seventy-seven, maybe. Maybe it's seventy-seven. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna bet twenty dollars. It is. Um, wow, it is okay. Wow, seventy-seven, double seven. Um, so yeah, shout out to everybody listening, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, I have a little bit different background than usual. This might be my background for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just a picture. <laughs> I'm in a new location. I'm up in West Texas, you know, the Lubbock area. Um, for school grad school um so okay usually i like put out an episode like every saturday but i kind of like or saturday sunday but i like had a lot to do and stuff and um just didn't have time to record and so i'm recording a little quick one probably record a little bit another couple other quick ones kind of behind but um the longer episodes we'll see later uh They'll be back to normal, but you know, with live transitions, you kind of have to just kind of like, all right, let's record podcast later, see what happens, and uh, yeah. Um, so I'm chilling. I'm in West Texas, grad school. It's my last year of grad school. Um, today was my actual my first day. Um, you know, I used to complain about oh, life transitions. I have ever when I was doing my internship, when I, I did an internship this past winter and I used to be like, Oh, I used to be like, boohoo. Um, I'm going to school and I'm going to internship and then I'm, uh, going back to school and then I'm going to like do other, like, and then back to another life transition coming back here after pandemic situation, quarantine, you know, I'm just, I'm over it. My life is in, is just gonna transition every three four months. I don't know why, but it just is. Um, it's just what I do. <laughs> it's just like it's just what I want to do. It's just whatever like thing I'm doing. It requires like a lot of sacrifice, and it's just we'll get there. And who who wants a like stable life in their early twenties? No, we don't need that. That's something in your like thirties and forties when you have like a, a five year old or something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah, it's it's kinda cool not it's kinda cool. Uh being back in Lubbock, back at Texas Tech. Um it it's weird, especially in the coronavirus era. I am so glad it's my last year. My goodness. It feels like, like, oh, what did I, I compare it to something? I was like, this feels like something else, like jail in a way. Because part of the college, you know, it's all about the college experience. Win, 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 all that. But, like, I'm glad I'm doing something intentional with my college life. Because, like, if I was just here for the experience and just wanted to just mess around, I couldn't 
as much, especially with like bars being kind of closed. Um, no football games, like tailgates are just going to be kind of whack. Um, nobody knows for sure what's going to happen with college football. I don't know. Um, apparently, there's like our Texas Tech COVID cases are kind of going up. I think we're at a 200 right now. Active, maybe. Um, but the, the, the thing that I'm annoyed with, like, okay, the COVID cases, cool, whatever. Like, personally, I don't care. You know, like, I'm just, I'm not, okay. I'm not annoyed about getting a, getting the virus or like that situation. I'm more annoyed about how, uh, delicate and fragile the academic year could be like in a week school can get moved online life can change boom like it's almost just like everything is pending week by week and and i'm i'm kind of jealous of other colleges right now like some colleges are just all online they have the online option or or anything texas tech is honestly the most um normalish college in the state of texas we have two-thirds of our classes in person um it's um definitely weird because it really feels like tech is trying to be normal um i was talking to somebody that was here in the summer today in lubbock and they were just saying yeah the city of lubbock is just done they're fed up they said the coronavirus is over like they themselves said COVID is over in Lubbock, Texas. And hey, I get it because like what else is there in Lubbock besides Texas Tech? Like without Lubbock without Texas Tech as a college and like the people around is depressing. Um, you know, you know, the tech us tech students liven up the city a little bit. Um I saw Alabama University of Alabama had 500 COVID cases. And it's just like, okay, are they going to like suspend school? I mean, I saw North Carolina and Notre Dame uh, move school online uh, this past week. Um, the thing about it, I am personally not scared of getting the virus. I, if I, and I, if, if I get the virus, it's okay. Like, that's why it's like kind of, I understand how like tech is like really trying to push school because college students will be perfectly fine. None of us, I mean, I don't think any, no college student is going to die right now. Okay, okay, well, I'm glad to clear that up, clear that up. It would be extremely rare for a college students to actually pass away from the COVID. Doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean, but like when you put money as a factor for some of these cities, when you put money as a factor for these colleges, like they're perfectly fine with saying money before humans. And that's just how every company is in the world. And if you think your company cares about you more than their money, then you are, wrong and you should have never thought of that ever <laughs> so 
they will fire you in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, I'm just more annoyed. Just but okay. But I think yes, it would be actually bad because you know even though costumes won't die, but they have the virus. When we're sent out, like take for instance like Thanksgiving or something, or like when we go like Labor Day weekend coming up, we'll be going back to these homes, to hometowns, and it's just like it'll it'll just double, and then it's just going to be around actual older people that are very at risk. So that is where the problem lies. That's their strong. That's the strongest point about actually purposely shutting down schools and moving online. Um, so, you know, I've been saying that recently, like in these situations, everybody is technically right. And that's possible. Like, I understand everybody's reasoning with the whole college versus uh, students situation. Everybody's got their own wants and needs and they're different always different from each other sometimes but yeah that's all um it'll just be intriguing to see these next four weeks nationwide because like if 90 percent of schools are just like we're going online then those 10 percent people colleges are probably gonna be like hmm maybe we should go online type of thing so yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting situation to be in college right now. Um, just kind of glad my last year. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I just it kind of stinks. I like everything is just kind of up in the air right now, a little bit paused. Uh, I think we'll have a definitive answer late September, early October, if we're just gonna go through with the semester. Yeah, kind of stink. And there's always loopholes. And, you know, I've been kind of chill with not buying an apartment right now because even though if the apartment says something about you get your money back if the school gets shut down, what if the school gets 95% shut down? That's technically not all the way shutting down. There's so many loopholes. And it's just like, let's just pause for a second. I'm just very lucky and blessed to have a like family house in the Lubbock area to just kind of like pause and just wait it out just a tad before committing a 12 month lease you know so so yeah that's all <laughs> that's that's all I, I, it's just kind of tiring just kind of like let, let's get this over with um yeah, it's my last first day of school. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it with that situation. That'll definitely be a day-by-day -day thing. Um, will be very interesting. All right. It's time. Do I need – let's see. Do I need to apologize? Oh, wait. One second. Um, what was this? Just – I was listening to somebody, I was talking to some people earlier and they were just saying how, how much, uh, sometimes they understand when they're being annoying 
because uh, there's a lot of oversharing in this world right now. There's a lot of over talking right now. And I'm like, oh yeah. I used to overshare a lot, like on like social media or friends, and now I'm just kind of like, you know what? If you want to know more about me, talk to me more. Talk to me more. So I used to kind of that was definitely something I learned this year. Just kind of like, you know what? I don't need to overshare. But if, it was very interesting and self-reflective. Look at me looking at look at me having self-reflective conversations with people. Very adult adulty adult adulty adult, or whatever. Um, and that's why I don't really promote my podcast as much because I'm like I don't like I don't think many people would want to hear me talk for thirty or an hour a week. Yeah, yeah. People don't need to know that much. Maybe, 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 maybe some, some maybe whatever. <laughs> that's all. Um. Okay. Um. This is two. This I'm recording this two days after the the Luca shot. The shot of the decade so far. Um, Mavs fan here. Um, Dallas, in and out. Um, wow. Let's talk about the Luca shot. I know it's like two days late. Um, game five is actually tonight that I'm recording this. So I don't know what's going to happen, but this will be out after game five. So if you're listening to this and you're just like, this is kind of old. Skip this part. Or no, 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 no. I'll keep that in mind when I'm talking. Luka Doncic's shot, game four, Sunday night, was a turning point in the NBA. It was a – I tweeted, like, it was a cultural reset. And I was not lying. I was not lying for one second. It was a cultural reset. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that much of a reset in the NBA. Um, I mean, since the 2016 year of KD going to Warriors, LeBron winning, Steph's shot against the Thunder the regular season. Um, this was a just like, yo, Luka Doncic is officially the best player in the NBA. This man is averaging like what 30 a game, 30. I'm estimating 38 and eight in a in his first playoff series, 21 years old. I mean, this is like LeBron MJ ish. Um, you know, with these players like Giannis, Kawhi, like they weren't this great at 21. They were not. Um, and look at Doncic won Game Four without. Kristaps Porzingis, his best, the second best player that day was what Trey Burke. Literally, there's this weird thing with Rick Carlisle coaching great these weird guards: Trey Burke, Seth Curry, uh, Tim Hardaway, another guard. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, Luca just is doing this without like a great superstar with him. Um, game five tonight is without Porzingis again. I, I'm getting a little worried about his knee. I'm not like extremely worried, but just kind of like, it's just, we've seen this before. We've seen this tall people and their knees. It's like, they don't get along. Um, and I'm not like, 
mad at Porzingis, like it's his decision. It might be his, it might not be his decision alone. It's probably the train staff just like watching out, but it's just kind of worrisome. It's a little worrisome. Um, definitely tough. Definitely tough. Um, I cannot believe the Mavs have a chance, honestly, right now against the Clippers. Um, yeah, definitely shocking that we've won two games so far. It's 2 2. Um, I, man, if we had Perlingus tonight, we would have won. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I fear that maybe the Mavs are kind of just going to have a huge letdown, maybe. Who knows? But I thought that on game two, and we won. So, I don't know. It's a definitely tough situation. I mean, if Luka does it again, it's just like we got to stop not putting him in your top five player list right now. Yeah, if he wins tonight and has another great game, it's just kind of like, come on, what are, what are we doing? Put him in your top five. Put him in your top two. Um, it's definitely great to see. Um, but, yeah. Um, I I don't know what to really make of the whole Luca Montrez, Montrez Harrell, uh, white boy comment. I don't know. Uh, I think it's only really like a buzz right now just because of the whole like the NBA having a strong Black Lives Matter move, Matters movement. Um, equality, you know, it, it's definitely sensitive. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where like it's just so ingrained in basketball culture. The whole like the white boy playing basketball. I mean, I saw this going up just like with just in general when there was a white kid on the court. You literally say, "Get the white kid." When you're playing defense, like because it's so rare, and that's all. And yes, if you reverse it, yes, it's racist. So should it reverse and then it gets to reverse racism? I don't know, man. I'm not going to comment on that because it's just kind of like, or you just chase your tail at that point. Um, I don't know. I, I think everyone was like kind of quiet about it because they just kind of knew like that's just always been a thing forever. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't even think Luca cared much. <laughs> he's just, he's like, all right, y'all are. It's just one of those stories that's sensitive, or like people like to talk about, uh, just because. Um, I will give, you know, these series. Honestly, I did not think would be ending this quick. It's looking like the the. The Bucks played the Magic today. Wow, they did. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, they play tomorrow. So these games 
the NBA first round, I thought a lot of them were going to go six or seven. It's looking like there's only going to be two series that go two out of the eight that go six and seven. And that is super surprising to me. I thought there would be way more um, just because the whole, no, it's not really home court. Um, and just kind of just random teams maybe, but no, there's no one, no upsets. You know, I thought there would be upsets with like the Magic being the Bucks maybe, or the Blazers being the Lakers. Definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I thought the Blazers, the Blazers would give the Lakers a lot more trouble, but it's not really looking like it anymore. Um, so, and I am very impressed with Donovan Mitchell. Very impressed with Donovan Mitchell beating the beating the Denver Nuggets. They're winning in Game Five right now. They're probably going to win now. Um, the Nuggets, oh my goodness, they are frustrating. They were a two seed last year and they lose in the third and the second round. And they're a three seed this year and lose in the first round. Something's got to change. No one's talking about it because no one cares about the Nuggets. <laughs> no one cares about them. They're not polarizing at all. No one cares about Jokic. Jokic is just one of those guys that, like, he's probably the quietest superstar. I don't know if he's a superstar anymore. Maybe a star. But just, like, no one cares about the Nuggets. It's so interesting. Um, But, yeah, that, that was definitely a weird situation. Um. Let me see. Let me see something. Uh, let's see. Yeah, very surprised. Man, if the Mavs beat the Clippers and then they have to play the Jazz in the second round? Okay, that could be very interesting. That's very winnable for the Mavericks. Man. Um, I'm impressed with Jason Tatum. Um, those two guys, Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, I've been very critical of just because they haven't had much playoff success. I know Jason Tatum had that run his rookie year, but there was a lot of just randomness that playoffs. And I was just like, let's see more. Um, Tatum really has evolved as a scorer. Uh, I think it was it last year, or was it this year? It was his first year that he scored 30 points, and now he's kind of doing it consistently, which I'm, like, expecting since people are trying to get him to be a top-10 player right now. Um, but, yeah, it's very impressive. So I'm impressed, very impressed in the first round with Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. I kind of knew Luke was going to kind of do this a little bit. I was – Praying for a Luke, like a 07 LeBron run in Luka, I think it, it very potentially could happen. Um, but 
Yeah, Celtics sweeping the 76ers. I am. I feel so bad for the Philadelphia 76ers because they've been sacrificing so much. They went through hell and then more hell and then a little bit more just for a – just to be one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, a.k.a. last year. That was it. Now they're probably going to blow it up all again, and it's – and that's it. Yeah. Ben Simmons, Embiid. Um, you know, it's really looking like that. They lost a lot of people. And how Al Horford, he has been so trash. I've never I thought he was okay. And I will this I picked the 76 or the 76ers to be the Eastern Conference champions. I am so embarrassed with that prediction. <laughs> uh, it happens. Um, and, you know, when your, your best two players are Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And with that, it's just like – those are such two just – unattractive players like position wise I'm just like Ben Simmons being like a like a guard but he can't shoot but he can like hook shot and and then Embiid he can like he tries to shoot threes and he's a center in a era where no one cares about centers it's tough it's tough and then the whole Markel Fultz debacle Man. Man. Um, the Sixers, they just could not shoot. I can't name a guard on that team that could shoot. I think that's why they were, like, really big on what? The Shake Milton guy might be confusing his name, but that's why they were so big on trying to make him a guard because they needed somebody that could shoot. Like, the losses of uh, J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler were – detrimental I didn't think JJ Reddick was this vital to a team but I mean it makes sense when your team is trash at shooting and you take its greatest shooter off the team and it just goes back to being a trash shooting team so I get it um it's just weird definitely weird to see um but Tobias Harris He's been kind of trash, too. It's just like, man, they are locked in. They signed Tobias to a five-year contract. They signed maybe uh, Embiid or Simmons or something. Man, it's just like they're just not going anywhere. It's really weird to see. Um, Yeah, it's definitely weird. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Bucks looking good. The Heat looking good. All my predictions were right. We're right in the East. Bucks, Heat, Sixers. Uh, no, no. Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors. Pretty predictable. No one thought the Pacers would win. Um, 
I predicted the Rockets to beat the Thunder, but that series got weirdly spicy. I thought, yeah, weirdly spicy. Um, and then I picked I picked the Nuggets to, to play the Clippers in the second round. That side could get very bad. That could be the Clippers or the late uh, the Jazz versus the Mavs. That'd be kind of weird. Um, what else? Yeah, I keep I keep saying Luca is the next LeBron. Um, I saw that uh, Luke or uh, LeBron elbowed Gary Trent Jr., one of the Blazers players, and then someone found a picture of him elbowing Gary Trent's father. Gary Trent Sr. and just shows you how much like LeBron has been in the league. And you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, that has to help your mental or your confidence with that. Like you're playing against the children of the players that you were you you first got into the league with. You're playing their children. Like that has to help your mind in a way. Like, I'm not going to let my friend's kid play, like, beat me. I'm just thinking – I'm just trying to think of, like, my friends. When I'm, like, what? When I'm, like, 40 and my friend has, like, a kid that has, like, a, like 17, I'm, I'm not letting him beat me in basketball. I am posting him up. I am manning up. And I will swish it off the glass. For sure. So, yeah, just seeing, like, LeBron's is, like, you're playing against some of your friends' children. So that has to have your confidence a little bit. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, what's there? What's there? Uh, song of the Week shots. Uh, song of the Week, man. Let's give it to Nas, man. Let's give it to Nas. Spicy, featuring Fabio, Foreign, and ASAP for Nas's new album that came out. A lot of people like that the new Nas album. It's kind of weird to see in 2020. Kind of weird. Um, you know, he, was, he made it with that producer, Hit Boy, who is very well-known um, or very youngish. So I think maybe Nas having a producer that was very young and kind of just trendy helped him a little bit. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, spicy. Fabio, Fabio's interesting. Double XL, new freshman. He's a late bloomer, kind of old, but he's getting there. Um, all right, that's about it, man. Uh, oh, wait, shout outs. You know, I'm going to shout out Texas Tech. They're working hard. They're trying. You know, they're trying. They're trying to be good. They're trying to um, work things out with all the hate in the world. But I get it. I get it. They're trying. They're trying. So, shout out to them. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. That's about it. Uh, yeah, thank you for watching. Peace. Um. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's about it. See you. Peace.